This is the Real Positive Girl Podcast, and I am your host, Sabrina, and I'm here chatting with you about your emotions, your mental health struggles, and how to take those first few steps towards being more vulnerable, being more honest, and being more self-aware. And we like to do that two times a week over here, so welcome if you are brand new. Today we are going to talk about you can't rely on only one person unhealthy dependencies. But before we do that, let me just ask you a quick question. Just one quick question, you know? Have we become friends online? If yes, let's make it more real by sending me a message. Let's connect. Let's say hi. Let's get to know each other a little bit and, you know, just be like, hey, hi, how's it going? And if not, I encourage you and implore you to check the show notes below for my name on all socials. I am at Sabrina Joy Perozo on both Instagram and TikTok. So send me a message. And on Twitter, if you dabble in that, I am at Real Sabrina Joy. So come on by and just say hi, friends. I'd love to chat with you. One more question for you just before we get into the nitty gritty. Have you signed up for the weekly newsletter? You know, it comes out like every Wednesday in the evening time. Check on that. Or have you suggested a topic that I should talk about? You know, because I need more ideas, friends. Or have you checked out the planner journal hybrid that I have for sale on Amazon? It's only $15. You can get prime shipping. Amazing deal, you know? If not, take a peek at all of those things in the show notes. You'll find all the links there. I would appreciate it. Share it with friends. That would be absolutely amazing. And one last thing, I'm also asking for anyone that would like to support my goal of sharing mental health and mindset content online full-time to become a monthly donor over on my Patreon. The link for that is also down in the show notes below, so check all that out. I would love it. Thank you so much. But, you know, let's just jump right into the topic, and I will look forward to saying hi to you on socials. Again, we are talking about you can't rely on only one person, unhealthy dependencies. So last week, I had a mental health crisis. Yeah. It sounds so weird to call it that, like a mental health crisis, but that's what it's called when you start to deteriorate in your mind. And I laugh because it's it's uncomfortable. It's an uncomfortable thing for me, but it's but it's real, right? Um, But yeah, when you start to deteriorate in your mind and you're falling more and more into like a depression, a depressive state, and can't basically can't figure your crap out. That is my definition for you. You are welcome to go online and look up a more specific definition. Um, But yeah, it was a true crisis, for sure. It was. That almost required outside help, but luckily different. didn't. Outside help would have required me following up with my therapist again, calling the hotline, doing all these things that luckily I didn't have to do. Um, And you know, you might be thinking like, why are you sharing this with us, Sabrina? Are you trying to like get sympathy or have people feel bad for you? Absolutely not. I share the things that I go through from a perspective of really thinking deeply about it because I know that I'm not the only one. I cannot be the only one actually struggling with these kinds of things. And I want you to know that you're not alone if you are struggling with this, but also the things that I've learned from going through these experiences. And I believe that it's really important and valuable information to share with everyone because it could help prevent you from having to go through that, or if you're in the middle of it, maybe get out of that state and experience sooner than you would. You know what I mean? So yeah, I definitely don't need any sympathy at all. I really am just here to help and, you know, 
teach and nurture and offer solutions, you know? Um, But part of the reason I was dealing with this crisis was because I put too much reliance and dependency on one person in my life. Too much. Too much. Even now thinking about it, it's just like, man, just sucks. Because I won't even get into the like devastation that they felt or might still be feeling. Um, plus, it's not really mine to share. And it just sucks. Just sucks, you know? And I'll, I'll be honest with you, of course, as I always am. But um, it was really painful to hear in the moment, like in the moment, being in the crisis that I was. But my husband told me point blank that it was too much for him to handle everything that I was dealing with. It was too much. And, you know, here's the scene. It's like all of these things have happened. And basically, I'm like deteriorating over like a 10-day period into this like depressive state. And it's just too much to the point where there was a point in there where I had like thrown myself down the stairs and all the kinds of things that have happened. But this, this, the, the point where this actually happened is that he finally told me that this is just too much to bear. This is, this is a lot. This is a lot. And I just fell down on my knees crying and begging him, please, I don't have anyone else. I don't have anyone else. And um, I feel like it's more sad reflecting back on it than it was actually in the moment. And uh, it was heartbreaking. It was, it was really, 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 really painful to hear in the moment. And of course, he tried to comfort me and encourage me as I was sliding deeper into the depressive state, but it wasn't enough and that's okay. Now, maybe in the moment, not maybe, yes, in the moment, I thought that it would be, you know, because I think it had in the past been enough, but, um, you know, it just wasn't. And I don't have any friends close enough to call and talk to them about what I was feeling. And there was one friend I was going to call, but I didn't, you know. That was my own mistake, of course. So naturally, I was really lonely, and my husband was the only one I could see being helpful because he was the the one there in my house. But it was too much of a burden for him, and I don't blame him, like at all, like at all. I might have, like in the in the midst of it, and just been like, I was heartbroken, and I was so sad, and I was just like, great, I am like zero people to call, zero people to help. I am alone. Um, but really reflecting back on it, like, I don't, I don't blame him. You know, I actually like, think it's, it was really good that he actually enacted those boundaries in that moment. It, it needed to happen, you know, and I felt that way in the past when he has been like going through stuff, but you know, me like feeling like it might be a lot to deal with what he's going through, but being a people pleaser, I carried the burden as my own and seemed to like make it through. I was just like, this is what we're doing. And, you know, just because I didn't speak up doesn't mean that I'm like better or stronger in any way. I just want you to know that it actually means that I, I'm weaker, you know, um, in upholding boundaries and knowing what I should bear and what I shouldn't, to be honest with you. Like, I, I should have been like, no, there are definitely times where I can reflect and be like, no, this is too much. Um, it, w- it also wasn't as bad with him than me because, you know, he has parents and friends to call. So there was a bit more balance 
in uh, what he was going through and bearing that and, you know, taking the burden of that than what I was going through, for sure. Um, But that's one of the key points to remember. You know, there needs to be balance. If there isn't balance in your relationships in regards to how much need to put on someone to help you, you know, be there for you, understand your problems, comfort you when you're down and support you as you heal, it will start to fall apart. Like if you don't have that balance, if it's just too one-sided, if the seesaw is hitting the ground in a way, you know? And uh, when you rely on one person for everything in your life, you know, the relationship will start to suffer. And you might say to yourself, oh, I don't, it's not everything. But if you ask yourself honestly and take a step back and widen your perspective of like, whether it's your spouse or your partner or your best friend or whomever, your parents even, like ask yourself if it, if everything that you go through is always to that one person, then it, then you know, the relationship might be at risk of suffering or maybe it already is. You just don't realize it because you're too focused on what you're going through and not actually what the other person is having to deal with and the burden that they are shouldering and how that feels for them, you know? And so the relationship can definitely start to suffer. And this doesn't have to be like a romantic relationship. Again, this can be a friendship or like a mentorship too, right? Someone that you look up to. You know, it can happen in any relationship where you only go to one person for like all of your needs or all of your needs in that like one area. Like even if you were to go to one person for all of your um, needs regard in regards to like your career or something, right? You just go all of your needs to that mentor. And it might seem very like efficient and um, common sense to like only do it to them, but it actually, if you're doing it to them all the time and it's and it's it's never like spread out and it's constant, it can still feel like a lot. It can still feel like a lot. And when this becomes like too much, you risk like unhealthy dependencies, power dynamics, and possibly like separation in the relationship. So that kind of brings me to what I want to talk about today, which is I want to share with you five reasons you can't rely on one person for everything. And this includes your spouse, which is like the most recent experience that I've had with that. And again, it's not a bad thing. It's actually a good thing. It's actually a thing that will help you to better understand the boundaries that you need, even in um, partnerships and marriages where you are just together and you're sharing a life together and a lot of things are together, but you still need boundaries for it to be the healthiest it can be. Uh, before we jump into the tips, as always, I want to let you know that this, these are <laughs> that these tips and advice are all based on my own knowledge and research, and my experiences and the experience of those that I am able to share. If you feel like what I'm about to share with you does not align with what you feel would be helpful in understanding why you shouldn't rely on one person for everything, I encourage you to seek the counsel of a therapist or a counselor, and like you know, have that one-on-one chit-chat relationship with them to figure out what would align best with you uh, in understanding why you can't rely on one person for everything. 
If you don't want to do that, I do encourage you to go to our best friend, Google, right? And type that in, like, why can't you rely on one person for everything? Or even like unbalanced relationships, um, unhealthy dependencies. Those are great keywords. And look it up for yourself. You know, if you feel like what I'm about to share with you or what I, or if you do listen to it and you're like, that doesn't work for me, totally fine. I totally get it. Um, okay, let's go ahead and jump in again. Five reasons you can't rely on one person for everything, including your spouse. Number one is that you lose your independence. You lose your independence. Now, before I get into any of this, I know that into this one at least, uh, sometimes people can make the mistake. I know that might, this might sound harsh, but some people can make the mistake of getting into a partnership, into a marriage without even like had grown their own independence. It's like as if they go from their parents' house to a marriage and, or they go from their parents' house to college to a marriage and they haven't really done a lot of work on being their own person and being independent. So you might feel like you're already at a loss here, which, you know, isn't technically true. Um, But that's why it's so important for us to have a little time on our own to, or even like make it a goal to have and and foster that independence that we have to make our own decisions and our choices and understand what it feels like to have mistakes and failures and really go through those things because it's important in our self-growth and understanding and improvement in who we are. So just something to kind of like think about. Um, I don't want you to feel like if you feel like you don't have any independence at all, I'm sure you I'm sure you do have a, like, at least a little bit, but it also is just like another encouragement that despite being in relationships, we should still be fostering, you know, our independence. But yeah, the first one is you lose your independence. So you start to give up on your own thoughts and your own opinions about things. You start allowing someone else's opinions to dictate what you can and what you can't do, right? You're just literally handing over the power of who you are, say goodbye to autonomy, and just be like, just, you know, do everything. And there is also a risk to your self-esteem, your self-confidence and your self-worth because you're not making these choices anymore. You're not feeling the pride and the happiness and the fulfillment in, you know, when you do make a decision on your own and it goes well or understanding and being able to reflect when you do have like a mistake or a failure that happens and knowing that you're going to be able to make your way through it and not constantly seeking the counsel of someone else to help you quote unquote fix that problem or figure out what needs to happen next. So when you're just relying on one person, whether it's your spouse or someone else, to give you all your thoughts and opinions, you will lose your independence. And let's say there's a time where they're not there anymore. And I'm not saying that that person like leaves you. I'm just saying like, what if they're gone for a little bit while you're going through like this really big deal experience or you do, that relationship does go away for whatever reason. Then you're just going to feel like you are empty and missing tools that you should have just already like naturally been building up as you've been going through life. But if you continue to just like shove all and every like opportunity for you to learn and grow on your own and have your own thoughts and opinions and understand what that feels like, it'll it'll feel really scary when you don't have someone else to lean on. So you need to realize that we can't just be relying on one person for us to know what thoughts and opinions we should have and what way we should go and decisions we should make. 
because we won't have the self-esteem to feel good about making choices and we won't have the self-confidence to make those choices and you know, figure out where we need to go next or even the self-worth to believe that we have the ability to make those choices and be worthy enough to stand up for ourselves or try something new or do this, that, and the other. You know what I mean? So you lose your independence. Number two, excessive emotional weight on the relationship. Excessive emotional weight on the relationship. There can be tons of pressure with the expectancy of one person providing all the answers and support. Like if you're literally just going to your husband or your spouse or your partner or whomever and being like, okay, I need you to tell me how to do this. I need you to tell me how to do that. You know, just like lead and guide me all the way. It can feel like if there is like a wrong answer from that person, the responsibility is all on them, right? And that can that can be like really heavy for them. And that's actually something that my husband pointed to when we, like, I was in this crisis and I was like, why can't you help me? Why can't you help me make like a decision? And he was like, I don't know. I just feel like if I make the wrong decision for you, it'll just feel awful and you'll blame me and it'll just cause so many more problems. And I was like, well, I wouldn't blame you. It's just like, I go along with it. But then, you know, like reflecting on that, it's like, I probably still would have blamed him, right? Because like he made the decision and I trusted him to make the decision um, without doing any input. And it's kind of like a victim mentality thing to do, right? And so it can be a lot of weight for the person that you are trying to, you know, I say trust, but it's like, it's it feels like a more forceful thing, you know, manipulation into making them make all the decisions, but you still might be dissatisfied in the end. Um, But yeah, it can be a lot of weight on them, a lot of responsibility for them to shoulder. And there could also be like burnout from having to deal with all the problem solving and be the only support person that you have. And that's like a, that's a lot. That's a lot to put on to someone and be like, I need you to solve every single problem. And despite the fact that if you're your partner, your spouse or whomever in the relationship maybe likes to do that, you know, it's, you know, the common, um, uh, stereotype that men just like to problem solve all the time. My husband's kind of similar to that. It's like, despite them wanting to problem solve, it's like, if you're like shouldering the burden for them and having that expectation that they need to, and they're the only person that can solve your problem, that can be a lot. It can, they could definitely get burnt out from that pretty quickly realizing that all eyes are on them to decide. And then communication can be at risk too. You know, um, there needs to be like, the people struggling or the people like for both, for both, for the people struggling. So like for me, it would be for me or even the people supporting. So that would be like the, the, the spouse, the partner. Uh, if they are like, you know, misunderstood or if the needs are not considered appropriately, then communication can just be like, it just feels like a dumpster fire and not being able to, really communicate that, like the supporter is not able to communicate that this it's too much. And then the person that's struggling won't be able to communicate that they really need help with something or, or whatever. Right. And so it just feels like communication can just be like a dumpster fire and again, cause more excessive weight on the relationship from an emotional standpoint. So excessive emotional weight on the relationship is just another reason why you can't rely on one person 
for everything. Number three is you'll stunt personal growth. You'll stunt personal growth. So if you're continually relying on someone else to help you solve your problems, it's a lot, as we've already talked about multiple times, but solve your problems, support you in hard times, even celebrate with you, right? Maybe that's not even something that you would think about, but even celebrating with you. You aren't allowing yourself to be exposed to other ways of doing things. And you're probably like, well, I don't know if that really matters. And it does actually matter. It matters a lot. And this isn't even something that I have fully considered myself because I feel like often when we go to one person for a lot of those things, we just find it to become like a preference and that comfort point and something that we're used to and a comfort zone that we kind of like lock ourselves into. So the likelihood of us wanting to step outside of that comfort zone and seek another way for us to go about dealing with these things just feels really like not fun, not something we want to even take a like a dip a toe in, right? But it's actually really, really, really helpful for us because again, when you lock yourself in a comfort zone, no matter what it is, you are stunting your personal growth because you're not allowing yourself to continually be pushed and challenged and changed and to grow and become your best self every single day. And so new skills can come from allowing others into your life to help in times of need and understanding a different way to go about something, a different way of thinking of something, another way to like uh, have like coping skills, coping mechanisms in your life. And also it's important to note that if you don't spend time trying to do these things on your own, not even just talking about like having other different people to like bounce ideas off of and find comfort in. But if you don't spend time actually trying to do it on your own without anyone else, then you'll miss out on like self-discovery and self-awareness, which is like the biggest thing I talk about of understanding your thoughts, feelings, behaviors, actions, why you do things. And, you know, again, missing out on self-discovery, self-awareness of what feels best for you and what could be your own ways of doing it. So let's say that with like the person that you always go to and you guys celebrate in this certain way where maybe you'll go out to dinner and that's fun and then you hit up another friend and the way that they like to celebrate is to have like maybe uh, they want to cook dinner for you at their house or they want to go and like maybe go do some window shopping or go to some sort of entertainment, right? But maybe the way that you would like to celebrate actually would be to do some sort of self-care kind of thing at home, or maybe it's like, oh, you want to go get your nails done or get a massage, or maybe it's just like buying a new book at the bookstore and spending time reading it. It's like you might find a different way for you to celebrate the amazing things happening in your life that you never would have known if you didn't take an opportunity to, again, seek someone else's counsel and opinion and support in a different way and trying to do it on your own. So you don't want to stunt your personal growth. I know a lot of us might already currently be in that situation, but we can easily pop out of it. There's like, we're not like stuck in the mud or in like any sort of um, quicksand. It might feel like we are, but we're not. We can just change our minds and then continue and then work ourselves out of it and move forward in that journey to again, become our best selves every day. So If you rely on one person for everything, you will stunt your growth. So let's not do that. Number four. Number four is building a network of support creates security. 
Building a network of support creates security. Isn't this interesting? You know, I found this one to be the most interesting when I was researching this topic because, of of course, this topic was born out of my own personal issues, but I knew that it was medially important. I feel like a lot of my content recently is coming out of pain that I've experienced, but hey, that's totally fine. Like literally, it's totally fine because I'm able to help myself, but also help you guys and people to come in the future that will experience this, this, these experiences, this stuff, this stuff. (laughs) But building a network of support creates security. So I'm not saying we should bank on always having people around us to support us, because as mentioned before, learning to do it on our own from time to time will come in handy for short and helpful for personal growth, and that is very important, and for self-awareness. But when you have multiple people to go to for help and support, you will have different perspectives to glean from, to understand, to learn how to do it in a different way. And you'll also have different times for availability, meaning you should always have someone to reach out to, and there is less risk in burdening one person with the stress of providing support. So in theory, it's like if you have three or four people in your network to reach out to when you're having a hard time, if one person isn't available, there's likely to be someone that is available that you can reach out to and you can talk to them about it. And then maybe the next day you can reach out to that other person that wasn't available and get their take on it, right? And it's just nice to have like a couple people to reach out to depending upon who's available and who would actually be really good to talk to about that specific thing that you're going through. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so it's it's really important to just see that there's different availabilities, different perspectives, and then there's less risk of burning one person with the stress of providing support, which I know can sound a little harsh when you say that of like the burden of providing you know, the burden of getting stressed while providing support. But we can all only handle so much before it becomes just like too much and we can't help anyone, even ourselves, right? And so I just want to urge you to understand that we don't want to put someone out of commission just for the sake of our needs, just for the sake of helping us. Because again, it might feel good to get your your support and help from that person, But if they just are not emotionally available to do that, then you don't want to force it and then they're not emotionally available for you for a longer time and even to themselves, which would be a detriment to being able to kind of like reset and refill themselves, you know, because we have to still put ourselves first so that we can continually to help. We can continue to help other people on the regular, if that makes sense. Um, But yeah, it's so important to just have that network of people around you that you can go to. However, the one thing that I will caution you to and something that's said kind of often, you know, when we're talking about sharing what's going on in our lives is that we don't want to tell too many people, right? So you that's why it's like you have to develop a very secure network of a few people in your life that you're willing to share what you're going through with that you can talk to, but you don't need to tell the whole world everything that's going on, because that's actually a symptom of not having boundaries at all, which is just sharing everything that's going on with you, no matter what, even if it's like really deep, dark, you know, kind of things that 
really only require a couple people knowing. And a lot of times it could lead, it could, the reason that that's being shared is because that person doesn't feel like they're getting enough attention or support and they lack boundaries because they lack a connection with people and that's what they're trying to find and they're trying to, you know, get that by telling as many people as possible. Also sometimes dealing with a victim mindset. So again, building that network, it really only needs to be like, you know, a small subset of people. It doesn't need to be you sharing it with everyone everywhere. And now you might think, well, Sabrina, you just told us about what you're going through to however many people are going to listen on the internet. Yes, I did. But I feel like I'm telling just you, like the, you that, that are listening. And I definitely am not going to, I don't know, I might share it maybe another time, but I don't feel like it's that way. I'm not constantly trying to be like, hey, telling like real like people that I see every day, everyone, my problems directly. Um, if they hear about it because it's on the internet, then that's fine. But I just see it in a different way. It's more of like, this is what happened and this is what we should do to get through those hard times. You know what I mean? So anyway, just be careful with building a network of people. Make sure you can trust them and know that it doesn't need to be like 20 people. Maybe it just needs to be like four or five people. I don't know. You'll find your perfect amount that you need. So building a network of support creates security because you feel secure in the fact that there will be someone there available to help you and support you in whatever you are going through. Okay, number five at the end of our list is unhealthy dependencies can turn into codependent relationships. Unhealthy dependencies can turn into codependent relationships. This is like the last thing that you want. The last thing you want is to turn your relationship with whomever into a codependent relationship because that's worse. It's like 10 times worse because codependent relationships are when each person relies on the other person like emotionally or psychologically, whether it's feeling, uh, it's the feeling of being like responsible for that other person. So you feel like you have to go above and beyond to kind of like nitpick and like uh, micromanage everything and, and do everything or only needing them to help with their their problems or even feeling the need to stay in the relationship because there are abandonment issues, right? Like you don't want to abandon them or like you don't want to leave the relationship despite feeling like it's overly burdensome of them trying to be responsible for you, but you um, will feel abandoned if that happens, right? And, you know, it's... It, it, it's not good. It's not good. And a typical codependent relationship involves like someone that's codependent and then like a narcissist, but that doesn't always have to be the case. It's just like when you unhealthily are relying on that other person to get this like fulfillment that you feel like you need, again, feeling like you're taking care of someone and that is like your whole life goal. And the other one is just like, oh, needing to like provide support and stability and all this stuff, as opposed to being able to be autonomous and like separate people coming together to be together, but also have that separateness and togetherness, as opposed to like, you can only be together. And if you're not together, then everything is wrong and you will not have a fulfilled life. You know what I mean? So you want to make sure that when you have, when you have your partner, your spouse, your friend, whomever, they're and and using is the wrong word, I would say, but like having them as support and as someone that you can lean on and there to help you with your problems, 
again, you don't want it to extend so far as to forcing them or not forcing them, but like kind of manipulating them into feeling like they need to take care of you or they just decide to take them up, take that upon themselves as that burden. And then it just, again, the relationship goes downhill real quick. So, and it's not to say that if you become codependent that you can't come out of that. You can. I used to definitely be really codependent and I've come out of that, but it's going to take a lot more work. And if you're not there now, it's better just to prevent it rather than like slipping into that and then having to like, you know, backpedal out. You know what I mean? So just be aware of that. Unhealthy dependencies can turn into codependent relationships and it's just absolutely unnecessary. And having that unhealthy dependency on someone else when you need to work on being able to depend on yourself and have trust and belief in yourself of doing things on your own and being okay with going through the pain and the struggle that mistakes and failures will bring sometimes in your life is okay. And then knowing that you can trust other people in your life, you just have to make sure you find those right people that can also love and support you. And even if it takes you a while to find the perfect people that will understand you, just know that with those relationships, generally it goes both ways. So you're going to need to know how to be have active listening skills and be there for them as well as them being there for you. And again, they might not come to you for everything they're going through because maybe you know more about one subject than another. But just being there and like offering to have that relationship, which again is a two-way thing. A lot of times codependent relationships are like a one-way for certain things. And again, that's not what you want. So, but that's all I have to share with you on like five reasons why you can't rely on one person for everything, including your spouse. The overall uh, message I want to send to you is that if you are really dependent on one person in your life for helping you solve all your problems, support you get you, talk you off a cliff, all of these things, it can get really heavy and really burdensome for that one person that they might need to enact finally some boundaries to say they can't handle it, which is what I was talking about at the beginning of the episode. And you, if you're in the middle of your situation, your experience, maybe your crisis, and you hear that, it could be absolutely devastating. And if you do not have control over your mindset or what's happening, then it could turn into a bad situation. And that's not what you want, of course. That's not what anyone wants. And it's not as though that person is trying to, you know, make you feel worse or really like push you to do that. It's just that they have to protect themselves because you're asking more than they can give. And that is, it's fair for them to make that decision. You have to know that it's absolutely fair for them to make that decision to take a step back and be like, this is too much. This is too much. And maybe they'll still be like, but hey, you know, call this person, do this, which is what happened in my situation too. Uh, But it still hurts to be like, oh, you can't help me. But it's like, yeah, we need to build up more people, a bigger network of people to be helpful, bigger opportunities to learn new perspectives and actually have a community of people. And that's, I feel like that's the overall like utopian goal that would be absolutely amazing if we all had that. So anyway, 
That is everything I wanted to share with you in regards to, again, five reasons you can't rely on one person for everything, including your spouse. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to the Real Positive Girl podcast. Again, with me, Sabrina, I urge you to check out everything that's in the show notes, including coming to say hi to me and becoming friends online on social media, signing up for the weekly newsletter on Wednesdays, uh, suggesting a topic. There's also anonymous uh, venting and being a monthly contributor through the Patreon for the show so I can do this full time for everyone. Um, That's all. So until next time, Have a good one, and I will see y'all next time. Bye.